Good morning. Today is Friday, March 26th, 2021. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopian News. And here's what's happening in the news today. COVID cases in Massachusetts schools are starting to increase just as the big reopening of elementary schools are scheduled for April 5th. Currently, there is a total of 910 new cases, as reported by DESE, the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, which is over a 40% increase, it looks like, by just the week prior. This data does not include students who are working remotely, as the qualification is students or staff who have tested positive for the virus within seven days of being inside of a school building. As I reported earlier, a significant percentage of the rise in new cases is stemming from children 0 to 19, with the second next largest group being people in their 20s. So it makes sense that these numbers are rising in schools. However, it does point to, one, that school transmission is absolutely a real thing, especially when you do not have proper ventilation, safe social distancing, and PPE within the schools. And second, thankfully, Boston, Worcester, and other school districts were given waivers to grant more times for teachers and staff to be vaccinated, as they should have been prioritized from the beginning. And let's hope by the April 28th, the big return for Boston Public Schools, we start to see these trends heading down. Massachusetts has started a homebound program, which will allow community members who are unable to leave their homes to be given the COVID-19 vaccinations shot. Under the plan that will be starting next week, any individual in Massachusetts that requires assistance from two or more people in order to leave their residence is considered homebound. And the Health and Human Service Secretary, Mary Sutters, states that this is an estimate of roughly 25,000 residents here in Massachusetts. They'll be relying on two different systems to administer and enforce this, the first being local boards of health, which they estimate will be able to cover roughly 40% of this population, and the other 60% will be serviced through a new collaboration with the health plan Commonwealth Care Alliance in order to, again, register and then administer this vaccine. This is certainly a positive development to be able to take into account individuals with disabilities who are unable to get to a vaccination site and will hopefully help keep safe some of the most vulnerable members of our community. So good job. Good job. Boston Children's Hospital reports that between July and October of last year, it saw a 47% increase over the same period the year prior in kids needing to be hospitalized for suicidal ideas or attempts. This is pointing to what are going to be the long-lasting mental health aspects of the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the psychiatrist, there needs to be greater attention and resources put towards community-level care and access to therapies for kids from all communities. This written by a great column by Lisa Mullins and Lynn Jolker from WBUR. Thinking of some of the stresses on top of fears of the virus, quoting from Dr. Michelle Durham, food insecurity, housing insecurity, people working multiple jobs, multi-generational families that have always been at play for our families. For these families in particular, financial struggles, whether or not you're going to be evicted or be able to have a roof over your head is obviously quite challenging. And on top of that, we know there's also a lot of loss, a lot of death that unfortunately impacted the same families that are some of our essential workers and have multiple jobs, end quote. Now, imagining that from a child's perspective, and people can understand just what the exact need is going to be. 
At the federal level, the American Rescue Plan awards $80 million, that's million with an M, for funding for child mental health across the country. And that is most certainly not going to be nearly enough to meet the needs. We need to get more money into schools as well so they can hire social workers. Biden's American Rescue Plan is set to give huge economic relief packages, sending billions of dollars to cities and towns across the country. However, the formula used to allocate funding did not take into account the cities and towns that were the hardest hit by the virus itself. Taking Chelsea as the example, roughly 20% of residents have had the virus, and that area was one of the hardest hit, not just in Massachusetts, but main national headlines. However, the city is only expected to receive $11.6 million. Compare that to wealthier, more suburban areas like Brookline, which is set to receive $34 million, and Newton, which is set to receive over $65 million. The reason for this mass disparity is because the American Rescue Plan relied on a model created in the 1970s, an economic development program that uses a very complex formula to grant funds to cities and towns. And of course, definitionally, this formula could not have taken into account the virus because the virus didn't exist yet. Now, how you can have a rescue plan that is meant to mitigate the harm of a virus without taking into account how the virus impacted those cities and towns is completely mind-boggling. To attempt to remedy this, high-profile congressional delegation members, Diana Presley, Liz Warren, Ed Markey, are calling on Baker to redirect part of the state's $4.5 billion to disproportionately affected cities like Chelsea. And Baker made an announcement saying that he would earmark $100 million of that $4.5 billion for Chelsea, Everett, Methuen, and Randolph, all four of which are in similar positions of being screwed over by the funding model. However, we have also heard Charlie Baker make these type of announcements before with very little follow-through. But this was a massive failure by our federal government. And as always, the most marginalized members of our population will continue to suffer, while those who were the wealthiest and the whitest will continue to prosper after tragedies. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Sorry to get gloomy at the end there. I'm looking forward to hopefully Boston DSA making some announcements relatively soon about who we will be endorsing in our first wave of endorsements for city council positions. But besides that, take care. Have a great weekend. And as always, have a great rest of your day.